Hi, let's talk about project management in healthcare, because better project management in healthcare results in better care. I am John Rafdiel and I am a project management professional at the Amsterdam University Medical Center. Find me at www.projectmanagementinhealthcare.org. Frank, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, can you please introduce yourself and don't be modest. Oh, I I'm very modest. <laughs> Okay, so my name is uh, Frank Agterley. I live in Belgium, originally Irish, and I've been involved in project management for about maybe 15 years. Um, so I play a big part in helping people to get really started in project management, and I'm very focused on the whole practical side. So whatever I can do in order to make it easier for people to get into project management and to solve the problems that they're having, um, I try. That's my focus. Does that nice. help? Yeah, nice. Yeah, and Good. and um, uh, what's your background? Because it's not in the from, from you're not from the medical profession. Oh God, no, no. Um, uh, I background in IT always. I did electronics in college. Then I moved into sort of hardware for computers. Then I got into supporting networks. Then I got into something called CC Mail and Grouper, Lotus Notes. I did a lot of work on that. Uh, then started project management. And then maybe about 12 years ago, got into the training of project management. So that's that's my path, I'd say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And well, I always like to ask project managers with a background in IT. Uh, do you believe something like an IT project exists? Is there something like IT projects? Yeah, there is. And I think as as we grow and we have these transformation projects and every company has is now digital, let's say, IT projects are in almost every department. It's impossible to find a company that has not already digitalized some of its processes. So sure, IT projects are everywhere. Now, what I see by IT projects are uh, projects are the more... Uh, non-predictive projects. So our, when I got into project management, the idea was you could predict what was going to happen for the future, and then you would try to run the project within time and cost. And it was a successful project if it if you delivered on time and cost, you know? But mm. now we're going for more adaptive projects. People like to use the word agile projects, where you don't always know upfront what's going to happen. You have an idea, but you've got to through the project, you've got to check in with the clients and constantly mold that idea. So whatever you ship at the end actually works, you know. So definitely, I I'm also yeah. I also think that approach is for a lot of project the best way to go. But yeah. the reason I asked because um, I sometimes uh, proclaim the statement that there's no such thing as IT projects. But there are projects with a large IT component. You already said it. It's about the processes. So yes. I like to, uh, yeah. And I, there, sometimes there are people who really approach uh, a project from an IT perspective. I like to approach projects from a process perspective. Yeah, I, I well, I use the word adaptive project. So 
What's an adaptive project? It's a project where you have to constantly adapt with the customer and learn about the requirements as you go through it. Um, Steve Jobs once said that the customer doesn't know what they want. And Henry Ford said, if I listen to the customer, they'll tell me they want a faster horse, you know? <laughs> so yeah, people yeah, yeah. are in the day. So you've got to work with the client constantly. And you'll see that in any creative project you do. I like to use the word creative project as well, because creative project means you actually create the requirements as you go along with the customer by constantly showing them what you produced already. Then they give feedback and then you can bring it the project to a successful delivery, which they can actually use. So I see what you're saying. There's no such thing as an IT project. It's it's an adaptive project. Yeah, it's about process, it's about client. I love to hear you say that. Um, but in healthcare, well, there's there there are also um, well, they're not so much customers, but they're clients and patients. Do you do you have any experience in uh, healthcare? No, I don't. Not in healthcare projects, no. Okay. The sample project I use in my breakdown structure is to organize an event <laughs> um, where uh, this small software company is working with medical doctors and they're trying to organize an event to show off a new application. That's as near as I get. And we, I break down the project in front of people, get the people to break it down in front of me and we build a mind map of all their deliverables. That's as near as I get to healthcare. <laughs> okay. But you know a lot about project management, so you're more than welcome on the podcast. Yeah. Um, tell us about the P3 Express. How did that come about? Okay, yeah. There were a number of factors, actually, that led to P3 Express. Um, I'm a very well-known Prince2 trainer in Europe, really well-known. So I'm probably one of the maybe top or second or third um, best known person for teaching uh, Prince too. Mm. Now, um, the the biggest problem I have with teaching Prince too is that people find it very difficult to use it. It's people only get it for certification purposes. So how does that make you feel as a trainer? Because you deliver <laughs> something, you're talking about something, but you know that, hold on, when you try to use it, you cannot do it. You cannot use it. I mean, mm. it's got documents, it's too heavy. And even if you tailor it, it's still too heavy. And it, it requires a lot of knowledge to get it down. So, and it's, it's what my colleague calls now they're a very maximalist approach. It brings in everything, you know, all guns and whistles into, into their project. And we thought, hold on, isn't it better to start from the, from the minimalist end where you think about the least possible activities or things you need to do to run a normal project. When we say normal, a normal project, not 100% of the projects. And that's where the idea came from. The second thing was that when it's when you teach something like this, you don't focus on all the theory and leave the people with all this knowledge in the cloud. You actually have, you bring in a scenario project and you get the people in the classroom to act as the project managers. And the trainer, becomes more of a facilitator. Mm. So the big thing then is that they are doing the work themselves during the course. And when they go back to their company the third or fourth day, they go like, hey, that was easy. Project management is not complicated. I can do this and I can repeat this, what I've done in the classroom. And that's our, our goal. So we were thinking about this for a while. We created a first version of it. We put it out there. The feedback was okay. Uh, we, we got some good feedback, but then we applied for a grant from the European Union 
And we got that. And then we were able to work on a second version, ask for a lot more feedback from the community, get a lot of translations, and that's where we are today. So the second version is out, and now the feedback is great, and companies are implementing it, which is good. And probably that's the last point I want to make, is that um, as a trainer, it's important for us to teach something that will be implemented, not something that, that's a cert that will go on a CV and never, and never used. So that's a big difference. Yeah. Does yeah. that help? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I really, I, I, I'm usually not that enthusiastic about methods because they're just a, well, um, a set of techniques. But mm -hmm. the, the thing I like about P3 Express, it's really, well, user-focused, user-orientated. It's minimal, so don't make it as um, uh, big and as heavy as possible. And um, the way you... Um, well, you you present it and you train it. It's really practical. I, I do that with my trainings. People bring their projects and we do their projects. And we don't use specific methods, but I'm I'm a fan of P3 because there's also now the, the really the even lighter version, the P3 Micro. It's even yeah, yeah. That's also, that's, that's that... also really handy. Yeah, it's, yeah. I can tell you how that came about as well. So we were quite happy with uh, P3 Express. And we got it out there and people started using it or companies started using it. But then through some other trainings, which I witnessed, we noticed that Petri Express was too big for some of the projects that people were actually doing. And we said, oh, God, because we thought we had made it as minimalistic as possible. And then we discussed with the clients and we came across, well, we should have, we should have known, you know, uh, in hindsight. But we see that these projects, people work in a department. They have no idea on how upper management work or governance works. They just want to get ahead, solve problems. These are projects and they needed something even lighter, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's when we thought about, okay, we need a lighter approach, which perhaps works on weekly cycles and just makes it easier. So that's how we came up with, with uh, Micro Petri Express. So what we say now is Micro Petri Express is for small projects. What's a small project? It's anything from one to seven people on average and less than one one year. And then what's a medium to large project, anything with more than seven people, 100 people, 120 people and so on, or even 200 people. So and that's about 80 percent of all the projects that exist in the world today. Those yeah. mega projects, they're Definitely. more like programs. They're not projects anymore. So if you're building a, a, a like a nuclear power plant or a range yeah. of house in a park, that's more of a program. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I see a lot of small projects in healthcare, and I think P3 Express Micro is really useful. And um, one of the special things is also that it's only it only costs money if you want to get certified. No, you can go on the website and get the whole method for free, and you get training for free. So I think that's yeah. We don't want to look at uh, make it too much like a commercial <laughs> this podcast. But uh, yeah, we're not selling anything. You're giving it away. The whole P3 method. Well, it's important that there is the licenses is open. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, what we try to do, or what we have done, is the manual is online. People can access it, both Micro Petri Express and Petri Express. Um, we've also created the training slides. So any existing trainer who gives project management training can also download the slides from Micro Petri Express and give the training themselves. So they can get paid for their time. 
They don't have to pay any license back to us, which is good for them. And it's only if they want to do certification, which is optional, then it's it's a small fee. And that goes into the nonprofit company, which pays for marketing and or us or me to go and give talks at um, events. And we have to think about the next version, the future versions as well. So we try to keep it as open as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's beautiful. That's really... And it, it makes it really uh, helpful and accessible and everyone. And you don't need to order a, a big Prince 2 manual somewhere for a lot of money. <laughs> Just go on the website, see if you like it, use it and go for it. That's really, a, yeah. I think that's a really uh, unique selling point. I, I can comment on that as well. So um, the people start have purchased um, Prince 2 from the UK government and they, they've taken out quite a big uh, loan in order to do that. So they're in a big rush to pay this loan back as quick as possible. And to do that, they put the prices away up for Prince 2. And existing trainers kind of feel cheated for the moment. Mm. Uh, they're locked into it. So that's that's a pity. So um, uh, And that's a reason why more and more Prince 2 trainers are beginning to talk and look at or even begin training with Petri Express because yeah. you don't have to pay those, those high fees. So... It, yeah. Prince 2 is still a very strong name. It will still exist, but there's lots of room for practical training as well, which is Petri Express. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I see Prince 2, is, it's really valuable, and I, I see it in a lot of um, uh, IT departments. But we just did some research about project management methods and techniques um, in healthcare compared to other sectors. And one of the methods that was named as not really helpful in healthcare is Prince 2. I also think that's because a lot of people just, well, they did the course and then did their thing. And what you say, just no, a lot of certification and no practice. So a lot of reasons why Prince 2 is not really popular in healthcare, I think. But um, uh, yeah, so ne let's not talk about Prince 2 anymore. <laughs> All right. uh, uh, P3 Express, just one more, one more question, because... Um, you say about the future versions, and I also think you you once mentioned a, a project portfolio. Um, that's that's a bit of a professional hobby of mine. Is there going to be a, a project portfolio version of P three? Okay, all right. So let me give you a small. I'll step back a little bit. So the common question we get is why is P three Express called P three Express? Well, we see there are five levels of management. One, you have personal management. That's like getting things done. Two, you have team management. So Kanban is very popular there. Then the third level is project management. So that's where P3 Express comes from. Um, P4 Express then will be program management. And P5 Express will be portfolio management. So we like to work in both project management, our community should say, and portfolio management. So we, we are working with the community on something what we call P5 Express. And it's about, let's say, two and a half months before we release the first draft version into the community. And then we will get feedback and then work on it. And it will take about six months before the first version launches. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's one of the things I really love promoting um, in the healthcare community. As I think a lot of healthcare organizations, well, need more project portfolio management because there's so much to do and uh, so much can be done. So, yeah, choose wisely. And right. um, yeah. you were at the, the project management in healthcare uh, conference. And also a lot of organizations are um, working with project portfolio management methodologies and ways of working. Um, 
So there's something happening definitely there. Um, but uh, what did you do at the Project uh, Management and Healthcare Conference? Can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah, I did. Um, when, I, when I give conferences, I like to give really something of value that people can take away. And when somebody asks at the end of the conference, what did Frank say? That people can actually say it within one, one sentence. You know, that's what I like. So uh, what I did there was a practical exercise um, where people broke down a project. So I came in with a simple scenario and I said, OK, this is a project. Now let's break this project down into components. And then we visualized it and I facilitated the whole process. So what does that mean? I started with a blank mind map up on a big screen and then I just asked three questions. <laughs> and mm -hmm. the three questions are, what should we do first? What should we do next? And is there anything we should do between that? And I just kept revolving and repeating those questions and people came with suggestions, sometimes good, sometimes not so good, but I still wrote down the not so good things on the on the mind map, because then we could see very shortly, ah, this is not required because this is already included someplace else. But then we finished up with a mind map that gave a good view, a good first view on the deliverables that we have to create in the project. And then the next step after that, because we only had time to break down the project, but the next step after that in planning will be to figure out, okay, well, which deliverables we have to do first. And that comes in as part of scheduling. So people could see you go from your big idea of a scope document, what you want, like a high level description, down then uh, you have a complete breakdown. And then you go into uh, a first idea of your project schedule. And then you know what products or what deliverables you have to use first. I prefer to use the word deliverables. So the mm. feedback is very good, and I'm glad I, I did it. And, and then I shared the results with the people um, who were in the class as well. So that was good. Yeah, beautiful. Did you, did you notice anything different from the usual participants in the workshop? Because they were all project management from a healthcare setting. Um, did you notice anything about the, the well, what happened in the room or the, the, the things they came up with? Well, the, the people were very engaged very quickly. Maybe that's just a Dutch thing, but people speak their mind, they get involved, and otherwise they will leave the room, you know, that they get bored. So, mm. that, and that that's great because you can, you then you come in, you say, okay, this is what we want to do, this is what we're going to do, and people just get involved. So that was, that's a good thing for me. If you're giving a workshop like that, you have like 45 minutes, so you need, it needs to happen, and it needs to happen in a certain way, and so I was very happy at the end, and the audience seemed happy as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's Dutch, or maybe it's typical project management in healthcare, because there are a lot of engaged people, and there's a lot of passion and, and heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, if you if you if you were in front of a um, a room full of doctors, uh, how would you sell project management? Because they've all heard it and they're not schooled, educated in it. And they're probably participating in a lot of projects with a lot of, um, well, let's just say drama. Because <laughs> that's typical of projects. And even more, maybe so in uh, healthcare sometimes. How, how, how would you sell project management to to a group of doctors? So to, to, to get... Um, how would you tell them to uh, dive into P3 Express or some other basics from project management? Okay, so let, let's just come up with a scenario. Let's say I went into a hospital 
and there was uh, 34 doctors working in that hospital. Mm. And I had an one hour or 90 minutes or two hours with them. And my goal or my goal with you was to teach them the importance of project management. Okay. So I wouldn't talk about project management at all. What I would do is saying, um, let's do a quick exercise. Everybody gets posters and figure out what are the top improvements that everybody wants to make in this hospital. So everyone has, has to think about five things and then are bring them up on a big whiteboard uh, afterwards. And then we figure out, okay, we'll try to group these together because some people will write something which means something else. And then we get people to vote in them. And we come up, let's say, with the top five or 10 things which are shared by the people in the room. Then that's the first step. The next step then is we say, okay, um, how do we get these done? What's the best way to get them done? Uh, um, what are the risks associated with it? Or let's let's pick the top three. Now, let's start off with the top one that we agree is the top one. But let's write a description of what success will look like. Then we can break down the project. And then we try to schedule the project over a period of time. And then we say, then I end with saying, okay, we've all agreed that this is the most important thing we should do. We've got a good idea of the scope and the business case of it. We've just broken it down. And by the way, what we've done is just project management with a bit of portfolio management as well, because we've prioritized our major deliverable. And we can see that this approach should be applied to every project that's done. Does that help you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good. just ease them in and just to help them with, um, yeah, don't, don't mention management. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are the drivers. Yeah, yeah, just organize the, the the ambitions. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What else can be said about P three in healthcare? You think it's gonna gonna take off? <laughs> I, I well, I'm probably a bit biased, so I shouldn't, you know, with that answer. So I have to believe that it will, and that it's gonna it's going to save the world. We there's there's something personal which I always say, you know, um, um, we don't really care how many certifications Petri Express gets, people get it. What we care about is would it become the number one most deployed project management system, and if why is that? Because that's the only way that it can create value for lots of different organizations and, and for people. So if anybody asks me what my long-term goals are for Petri Express. Well, we want to be the project manager method that creates the most value for, for people and for organizations. Yeah. And there's a nice quote from, from Richard Branson that says, um, you, I don't have the quote now in my, in my head, but I will explain the quote. He goes, people who have an ambition beyond profit usually last longer and work longer. So... Our short, our, our ambition is not to create exams or make money because we're a nonprofit. Our ambition or our goal, long-term goal, is just to have a, a method that's continually customized to suit, to make it easier for clients to implement and get their projects done. So that's that's our long-term goal. That's it for now. Find more information and podcasts at www.projectmanagementinhealthcare.org Take care and keep your projects healthy.